Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Reese. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. We're glad to have you here today. It's just me and Ashley. We're having just a girl chat, and we realize there's a lot of seasons of deployment still going on, especially with the holidays coming up. I mean, that's the whole reason we have Deployed Love is to support you guys during the holidays. Um, so we just wanted to have an episode to talk about how to stay strong while you're waiting and just kind of how to be, you know, like a military spouse in that sense, like be resilient, be be there, be prepared for the things that are going to happen. And just a good supportive, quick supportive episode for you guys, because it, it's a hard time. It's a hard time to go through. It is hard time because, you know, holidays are supposed to be about families. And when you have a holiday coming up without a significant other a, it's daunting if you have kids because then you're having to play not only single mom, single dad, but you're also trying to explain to them why mom and dad can't be there. And that can be really disheartening for sure. Yeah. Holidays with kids are hard. I mean, you're you're playing Santa, you're playing. I mean, there's so many things that you already have to worry about doing and like not having your partner to be there to like back you up on things. Like when they, I mean, my kids my eight-year-old still asks me so many like specific questions about Santa and the holidays. And it's like, I don't know, ask your dad <laughs> to not be able to just say that, like have someone else to be like, I don't know how to do say this correctly without making it the mistake of, you know, somehow he figures it out. So it's like, it is a hard time. And we've had holidays where he's not here and it just, man, it sucks. Cause you're also, you, how the heck are you going to go Christmas shopping? How are you wrapping presents without them finding out? I- like, Christmas shopping when you don't have a significant other, especially when your kids are not in school, which means you have to do it before school lets out. So early December on. So if you're a late shopper, you have to be (laughs) even more like better at it. But I remember last year, was it last year? I don't remember. There was a year where my husband wasn't deployed, but he was gone like the very end of November to beginning of December, almost all the way up to Christmas. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you know, I utilize like, um, target pickup and like put notes, like, please make double bag. Can't see it. (laughs) There's a blanket back there. Cover it up as soon as you can, because my daughter was, it must've been two years ago because Claire was in preschool, wasn't in preschool. She was in like a, um, like a daycare type thing. So she was only going to three days a week. And I had her, like, I had to plan around that. So I couldn't even imagine, like, if you have a kid who is home all the time, if you're homeschool, if you do any of the other things that are, you know, outside of the realm of your having a few hours with your kids at work, which doesn't matter if you work, because then you can't go shopping during the day. And then you can't really ship it because most shippers, especially if it's a larger box... They ship it in the box. They don't ship it in the box so you can see it. So then you're like rushing home or calling your neighbor or calling a friend saying, hey, the package was delivered. Can you go hide it in your car? Can you go throw it in the house real quick? Like, I remember I had to do that one year too. And I was just like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah. We ended up having to do a lot of things Amazon just be and then being very specific about like not ordering big things like you're saying, but like also not ordering anything that I just need on a regular basis because I don't want to have to open a box and be like, oh, this wasn't the box I thought that was coming. Yep, yep. The kids sitting next to you. So like, I, I'm like, it, during these months, we have to go buy our, our stuff that we need at the store and not buy the Christmas presents. They all come on Amazon. So that they, we just, any Amazon box goes straight into the closet and just doesn't get yeah, opened. I, so. that, and I opened it after, after bedtime because I was just like, I don't know what's in this box. Yeah. yeah, I've just um, literally gotten to the point where I don't order anything that might just be for the house because I will open it and then be like, oh no, it's not that box. And then the kids are going to find it because they always find it. But if it's in the Amazon box taped shut, yeah. they can't get it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to be a lot more tricky about hiding things. Like last year I hid it in my husband's closet because he was gone and I locked his closet, which worked out great in my favor. But that's, that was only because he was gone and I was able to lock it and not like it happened to be unlocked because he was going in and out of it. Yeah. Kids are sneaky. Like, especially as they get older. I I'm glad because we're here in Germany. We have the key, like actual keys for every door. So we can like the one upper attic is where it's all going to go. And it's going to get locked in there and the keys going with mom. So you guys can't even get in there. I, if you want to. I haven't like, you know, so we're recording this and it's like the beginning of October and I haven't even thought of Christmas presents. Oh, I had you know I haven't either. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> but my kids were making a list tonight because I was talking to my mom, at like video calling with her, and she was asking them what they want. They're like, I don't know. I was like, Oh man, you guys got to get a list started, especially here. I mean, if you good live APO, well, good lord, they don't need more. Yeah, good. They don't need more toys. Like I don't. Like I don't know. Ugh. Like last yeah, year, my mom, true. the thing well, my like, mom ordered came in January. It took so long oh. to get here. Well, because everybody's See, and ordering like, and they're sending and stuff to like, the post that's office. just a huge, like huge thing to worry about too. Like if you are a, a, fam- a military family and you're stationed overseas or Oconus, like in Hawaii or Alaska, mm-hmm. holiday season, like in just in, in general, package delivery, whether it's commerce or if you're purchasing stuff for yeah. a business- it is so unbelievably slow. And so like, you know, just like having to deal with that, like explaining to your kids like, oh, well, grandma and grandma sent you something, but she's not here yet. And I'm really yeah, sorry. You know, they were so up. impatient because I was like, it. I don't know, because last year there was also this big deal because I don't know if, but for some reason they like locked down on the customs. So in anything that oh, came yeah. through Chicago was just not getting here. And so there was people that weren't even getting Christmas presents. So like. If you're overseas during a deployment, it's so chaotic because it's also the way that customs are in each country is different, right? Like, so there's not a lot of places here that sell as much of the Christmas decorations and a lot of the thing, like Halloween decorations, because it's just not, they don't decorate as excessively as Americans do, right? So like, if you're trying to do things that you're used to doing, it doesn't always look the same because even the commissary will run out of like pumpkin this time of year. They run out of the baking ingredients last year you had it was impossible to find vanilla so they had lessons at uso on how to make vanilla out of vanilla sticks uh because you couldn't I was gonna say, make some it's so easy. Yeah, yeah yeah so they were like having classes for that because but then I mean, you the had to order the ingredients for that yeah but then you yeah. wouldn't order the ingredients well, for that apparently, you could find it local. i think it was that the, the commissary had like a bunch of vanilla beans but nobody knew how to make it so oh, they were nice. teaching everybody how to use it because it was just like they couldn't get it in it, it just because of the holidays and the shipping was I'm, crazy i'm seriously considering making that that as some like holiday gifts gift. this year oh yeah 
Yeah, because it, I mean, it's so simple. Like I was trying to think of like teacher gifts and things like that. And I was like, you know, maybe we'll go like homemade this year because, you know, I feel like teachers get all the same type of stuff. And I was like, what would be something I would absolutely love to get? And I would be like, I mean, vanilla is expensive. Yeah, it I is. mean, so, I mean, I was watching a video the other day and to make like a large bottle that would probably cost like $80 to buy, you can make it for 10 roughly. So I was like, mm, I think that's, I think I'm going to go like homemade route this year and I have a little bit of extra time at home since you know we after we PCS and things like that but you know another large thing that I think a lot of military families deal with at the holiday season whether just the family in general or you're going through deployment is other family members wanting you to come home for the holidays oh they lay that pressure I feel like that pressure gets laid on you so much harder during deployments because they're like well why would you want to be home alone you could come to the holiday thing and it's like maybe I just want to cry I just want to sit at home and cry it's fine it's so hard to travel during the holiday season because then then you have to plan president president presidents presents around how you're traveling like if you're driving okay we can fit much in the car like I remember one year when we were stationed in Texas and um my in-laws can you guys come home and we're like yeah sure but planning that like Um, I I sent everything to my mother-in-laws like that year I went ahead and just shipped everything to my mother-in-laws but I had to plan how we were going to get it all back like okay and someone always buys some huge thing too (laughs) like I like like, it was like yeah we barely made it home yeah like actually I like we actually had to have two packages sent to us because we couldn't fit it all in the truck between the dogs my son me my husband we barely made it home like, well I feel bad made it back and- we've only gone back for Christmas one year and because we've just always decided Christmas was going to be our holiday like we love our family mm-hmm. but it's just we always lived so far away we've lived in Hawaii and Germany it just was never financially a good decision to do but we did go back when we moved to Texas too and we drove all the way back to his parents house in Nebraska and I feel so bad even now but they bought her Kira this super nice kitchen but there was absolutely no way we had two dogs there was no way for us to physically fit it in the car so I had to just stay at their house and never got to our house because it was too expensive for them to ship and they knew that and that's why it didn't get shipped to us and I was like well I'm sorry you bought a present she got to play with for like three days like and I feel like that happens yeah. every time that someone buys something huge too you're like yeah you know I'm traveling yeah. how did you think that was gonna get here well, and you know the type of vehicle I'm traveling or or if you're flying on an airplane, there's no way to get it back. No. I mean, unless you're going to pay all the shipping, the the flight charges, and that's no one wants to do that. It so, just ain't worth it. <laughs> you know, and I think it's important that, you know, most, you know, we all want our kids to have like all the things that they want. But like, I've, I feel like this is starting to become bigger and bigger. Like we're asking for experiences like in lieu of a gift or gift mm-hmm. cards. So that way, Hey, I can go pick this out when I get home mm-hmm. um, type of thing. And that's a great way. I'm pretty fortunate with my in-laws that we kind of take turns. So like this year, everyone's coming to our house, um, which I'm really excited about because it's been a while since we've hosted Christmas at our house. And I love hosting Christmas. Like I'm all for family visiting. I would rather family visit me than me go there. And I'm saying that and I'm thinking about it and not really because I enjoy doing both as long as it's not 
a huge production in terms of like I'm having to travel so far away. Three hours, four hours has been great the last few years because it's how far our family is. But if we were somewhere else, I don't I don't know if I would want to do that. Yeah. Um yeah. but my in-laws have made it a mission to be with their grandkids every Christmas, whether it's we go there or they come here. Um, now that my sister-in-law has her baby, it it was like, hey, like, you know everyone want to come here type of thing like do you guys have plans with your with you know the other side of the family and so um it but it's okay to say no it's okay to say like I it's too much stress that's too much for me to do like I I can't imagine having to do Christmas by myself and then in traveling like do you want to come here because like I think again we talk about this where family members don't realize how much work goes into you traveling and we don't make a ton of money and you're already spending a ton of money on the holidays if your parents or your siblings are capable of, of traveling to you instead of you traveling every year to them. It's only fair. So. I mean, <laughs> I think that's something like it, living overseas now too. Like my parents come and visit, like I get that, but at the same time, they're like, they're still pushing, like you should come back. You need to come back mm-hmm. and visit. And it's like, I get the understanding of that. Like and my husband's parents are really old. Uh, my grandma's really old. They can't travel to us. Like, but it is so much more affordable for me to fly you here. It's literally like a 10th of the cost than for me yeah. to fly my entire family plus find a dog sitter. Like it just mm-hmm. is not fiscally a great choice. Like yeah. I know we chose to move here. I'm not and the military isn't always that way, but we chose to move here. So it kind of the the blame falls on us. But they'll guilt you. I, I hate that guilt trip. And it happens all the time. My mom was guilting me now. And I'm like, look, like <laughs> I know that Christmas is coming up, but like that's just well, where where are we gonna get that money? We're we're we've been guilted in and I, I'm air quoting because honestly we just haven't been um home for that side of the family and for so long and we're so much closer but I'm like I have to figure out a dog sitter for my dogs and it's stressing me out because we just moved here and you know I have someone who's watching them at the end of the month but I don't know if she's going to be available for Thanksgiving because it's a holiday um so I'm like I have to figure that out before we go and I'm already thinking like okay well it's only it's only like a three and a half hour drive so maybe we'll just drive down the morning of stay for Thanksgiving festivities because usually mid-afternoon and then drive back instead if we can't find the dog sitter like we're already planning that but that's not doable for most military families no and I'm only doing that because it literally has been five plus years since we've been home for Thanksgiving and that's kind of the big holiday for that side of the family they don't ever do anything for Christmas or anything like that it's always Thanksgiving and when I went home this summer for my cousin's wedding they're all like are you guys coming home and I'm like, well, there really is no excuse for me not to come home this year because Jeremy's home. He, yeah. you know, we we have we have the reasons to go home. We're closer. It's not a seven hour drive anymore. But then there's all the things that you have to go through, like the dog sitter, yeah. finding a place to stay. Are we going to couch crash? Are we going to sleep on an air mattress? Are we going to get a hotel? Like, what are we going to do? And so. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to go for christmas break thanksgiving break ho- any holiday and sleep on a couch or an air mattress for you know after spending yeah. thousands of dollars on like traveling it's not really something i would prefer to do no so but at that point you can't afford hoteling so mm-hmm. it is yeah the holidays just get so stressful and i think it's also like the uh, mental load of it all and i think i think 
work from home moms, stay at home moms, even just work from home spouses, like what's what most of us end up being because of the reality of like, especially during deployment, somebody's got to be there to take home, take care of the house and everything <laughs> like they do it. And it, that mental load and mental health, I think that's the biggest part about all of this is the know when you're getting bad and ask for help. We talked about that a couple mm-hmm. episodes back, but like you need to to allow people to help you. I think that's the hardest thing is don't isolate. And I do it to myself. Like I know that I feel better after I spend time with my friends, but when I feel like shit, all I want to do is be alone. And it's like, you have to be like very, very realizing of like what you need and ask for what you need. If you need to go Christmas shopping and you just feel so stressed out that like you don't have anything together, call somebody and ask them to just watch your kids for an hour so you can run to target like something to get it done so it's off your list because the mental load of just carrying but like, also just, doing all that things yeah well and make sure you do something for yourself because no matter what anyone says like you going shopping by yourself may seem like a luxury but that's still a chore like if you're still doing something for everyone else in your family yeah. I mean, I love shopping, so don't get me wrong. That I mean, I could go walk around Target buying nothing, and I'd be completely happy. I mean, TJ Maxx, wherever. If I can just get out of the house, see something different with my eyeballs, people watch because we we all like to people watch. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Um, but make sure it's something that you enjoy doing too, because if it if it just seems like it's a chore, it's going to be a chore, and yeah. it's going to just add on to that stress level. Yeah. But you have to watch your mental health. I know Christmas is like, it's dark, it's gloomy. And especially when you're, if, if, I think it's even worse when you were alone without kids because you're sitting there and you're like, yeah. I am alone. There is nobody to spend. Especially if you're not with. working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so you're just, it's I'm, sad. I'm a huge fan of Friendsgiving, Friends, Christmas, whatever it is. Like if you can't make it home, there's so many who can't make it home. And I, actually had this huge conversation with Jeremy about about this a couple months ago about how because a like you know our discussion about like having friends having a tribe like how we really don't have that um like a friendship group like you know we have our own individual friends but no one that we can collectively call on together and I was like you know I really miss that because we had that in Alaska when we were stationed in Alaska and I think Oconus moves are a little different because you are kind of forced to have those Friendsgivings and have those different things. But I was like, you know, I really enjoyed being able to say, Hey, we're going to do Easter at my house. We're going to do Thanksgiving. We're going to do Christmas uh, dinner on Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, Christmas Eve, we were over at our friend's house and I went into labor and they all were just like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so exciting. And everyone like completely was just like focused on making sure that we got to the hospital safe and sound Christmas day in the middle of Alaska. And it was so, so nice to have all those people and that we haven't been able to find that same group since then. And I was telling Jeremy, I was like, you know, we really need to try more. Like we really need to find a group of people that we can enjoy being hanging out with. You know, even if we don't live in the same like con- like con- continent, same <laughs> state, um, you know, where we can plan trips. Like I was like, we have to get out more. Like I was telling him, I was like, we have become permits because as we've gotten older as he's gone up in the chain of command as you know we he's like you know I can't really be friends with like you know everyone I work with and I was like I get that like there is that chain of command in the military but I was like 
that doesn't mean that we can't still connect with our friends that we've had before. Like all of our, all the people that we met in Alaska, I was like, they're not even in the service anymore. I was like, why do we not plan like a grown up trip once in once a year? I was like, heck, we can even do it at the boathouse and it's free. Like, you know, I was like, you know, I think it's important to make sure that you don't get into the rut and the dirty of everyday life and kind of forget to take care of yourself. Like even during the holidays, take care of yourself, but like throughout the year, like do something that like gets you out of that funk. Yeah. And you're talking about like having a friendship group. And I do think that that, I don't know if it's so much because we're getting older, if COVID made a massive difference. I think a lot of people isolated so much that they're very comfortable in their own homes. Mm -hmm. And I am too. And I get that, but you you can't, like, you have to still have a community. That's why there's those things where you like, who the tribe raised your kids. You need to have a community. It doesn't, it shouldn't just be yourself. Like, is it comfortable to sit in your pajamas all day? Absolutely. But like, but you, it's, it gets it gets lonely it does and it's hard to not isolate. I'm a homebody now and I'm like I'm going stir crazy y'all like I you know I have a trip in November that I've never been more excited for because I'm just getting out of the house I'm getting I'm gonna get to be around people I'm gonna get to talk to other adults other than my husband and the the occasional people I see um in town that I've like you know made acquaintances with and it's important to yeah make sure you have that you need to have you need to have something it doesn't need to be a lot of people and I think when people think of tribe they're like oh I can't imagine having six seven girlfriends that I hang out with like that just sounds like drama and like that and sometimes that's what happens in the military I think the military spouses you end up in these big groups because you start a book club you start whatever and you think that you have to be friends with everybody in that group but you don't like pick your two or three like and then go hang out with them one-on-one is fine. You can have two or three friends. That's all I ever feel like, especially in my thirties. That's all I need. I need like two or three Um, solid people that I know mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm having a really shitty day. Will you go sit and have a coffee with me? That's what I mean. Just something. I need a place to go. I need a place to talk to. Um, So don't think a tribe needs to be like 50 people. Like that's not what we're talking about. And your husband doesn't have to like their husbands. That doesn't have to be that way. I, I think that's important to say because that was one of my concerns as a younger spouse was like, I can only be friends with somebody. There's a lot of pressure to that. Like you want to, there's a lot of pressure as most spouses, like, you know? Yeah. And I, as I got older and I feel like that's just maybe in general, like, I feel like that's kind of collectively, whether you're a military spouse or not, as you get older, you kind of realize that those things don't really matter. Um, you know, I was very cautious about who I made friends with, like, okay, I can't be friends with them because they're my husband's superior's wife or anything like that. And forget that. Like I was BFS with the battalion commander's wife. I mean, in those Um, cases, you need to be smart about what you say. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you can't, obviously like I knew I couldn't go and like complain about work stuff with her, but like, but she also had the same understanding of like her was, hers was the same way. She goes, just because my husband says, doesn't mean that I can't connect with people that I'm like minded and things like that. And, but we both knew like where we, where we could stop, where we, where we could talk about and where we could stop, which kind of made it difficult. But then I had other group, other friends that could fill that void. Um, And I think that's important because like, you know, every friend doesn't have to be at the same level, same capacity of what they bring to the table. Um, We all are different. We all have different um attributes and things like that to bring so it's it's nice to have a wide variety of friends because then you know 
Well, I think a I lot mean, of it, we get a lot of pressure of like you want it to be a family friend, right? You want the the couples to come, their kids to come, so because yes, everyone to be friends. It just doesn't have to be that way. Like I've had friends where I despise their spouse. They knew that, <laughs> but like I'm not married to him. Like did I so- not say when I met you? Like <laughs> okay, I don't like your job. husband. It's not yours. There's the one yeah, other friend. But, but it's funny though because like, but I warn everyone that you like right. really different. But like when I introduce them to my husband, because I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're listening, I love my husband. He is my best friend, my soulmate, everything. But he is a tough pill for some to swallow. (laughs) And so, you know, um, and that's just who he is. Like, I'm an extrovert. He's an introvert, you know. And so, and it's taken me so long to be like, why can't we have, like, it's taken me so long to know just to understand that like he's fine being solo he's fine being a hermit he's fine not leaving the house and not having friends to go have drinks with and things like that I'm not that way and it's taken me years to realize that we're not going to be the typical what you see like you know not the army wife show where we have friends group friends and we do all that kind of stuff together that's just not who we are now we have had that but it was led by my husband more so like you know once he kind of like made friends I can make friends with anybody <laughs> whether and depending but depending on the level of closeness just depending on how well we mesh and things like that but it's okay not to be friends with another another person yeah, there, there's definitely like, classes where I wasn't a fan of we've always had like really weird the way our friends and us are so like Dustin and I can both get along with about anybody but we've never tried to pressure it to be like where we were in our these specific friend groups like Dustin has this really great group of friends that we hung out with in North Carolina and I got along with all of them and so I would hang out but those were his friends and we'd hang out with his friends sometimes and then I had all you girls that like you guys all like Dustin and he would come to things and he was around and like he was there but he didn't hang out with your spouses and it was fine like that was fine we he could hang out with the girls and I'd hang out with his guy friends and it was fine but it never was like oh no I need to meet all your guy friends girlfriends it never was that like it's like no 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 it's fine we can hang out here this we hang out on this level on this side and they don't have to go together. Sometimes they did like at Halloween parties, but you could always tell like he'd be out at the fire with his friends and we'd be inside yeah. dancing. Like they were there, but never really like, they, we're not forcing those groups but together. I think that's either. fine. Like it's, it's, you're not having to do that. Like, I think I can only distinctly remember one friend where I was just like, I don't want you to be friends with him. Like one friend. Um, And I had very good reasons for that. For those who are listening, being like, you can't tell him. I never tell my husband he can't do something, but and I didn't tell him, I, would, I just expressed, like, I don't like him. I don't like the way he talks to me. I don't like the way he talks to other women. It's your choice. Just know that I will no longer go over there. Um, yeah. And then he finally saw the true colors once he got the butt, like, the brunt in of the issue with the person. So, but it took him a couple of years to get that. And so, um, but it's okay not to like everyone. You just, you don't have to go over there. Now, obviously if it's re- affecting your relationship, like if they're constantly hanging out with that person and not spending time with you, that's another matter. Um, but, you know, going back to a tribe, it's so important. Even if it's just one person, one person that you can count on to put Especially. down as your kid's emergency contact if they can't get a hold of you. Yeah. Like I, I don't, my kids don't have an emergency contact. It's super important, especially if you know a deployment's coming up. You need to have at least one person because something's going to happen. I mean, it doesn't matter if something happens where you have to go home and you're by yourself. Like, you don't even have kids, but it's like something comes up and you need to go home. You need someone who can step in and take your dog, who can step in and just check on your house. Like, somebody that you trust 
to like keep care of things right just to come over for dinner like you know it's no fun to eat dinner by yourself every single night it's not fun to watch your favorite show by yourself if you're so used to watching it with your significant other have that person I mean I, I mean I believe I mean I had you guys over I had Courtney, I had a whole bunch of different people like where we would literally take turns taking having dinner or Mm -hmm. a meeting or doing some stuff with the kids during the weekend because like we just didn't want to be home. And that's completely fine and completely okay to keep living. I feel like that's important. Like you need to make sure you're still living while your significant other is gone. Yeah. Like you can't just um I mean you can't just you tend to live in really cool places. And if they're deployed a lot, like I've had at our first duty station, we lived in Hawaii. Dustin was deployed a lot and he didn't get to enjoy Hawaii. But if I, I would have been so disappointed in myself if I hadn't just still continued to live and just like, just been like, oh, I can't go to the beach because I don't have my husband. I had to make friends that would go to the beach with me. And we went to luau's and we went to, and we did all the things that you're supposed to do in your Hawaii because he was gone for a whole 12 months. There was no, I mean, I'm not going to just not enjoy our time. Like you have to. You know, and plan the trips. Like, you guys, like, as someone who canceled my wedding and then rescheduled my wedding to cancel it again because of of deployments and canceled trips because of him being in the military, just missing out on so many different opportunities, plan the trips. Especially if you have kids. Like, don't do not not go on summer vacations or spring break trips just because your significant other is is gone yeah they may be they may be sad that they're missing it but your kids are also gonna know remember like well why didn't we get to go do fun trips well because your dad was gone well dad was gone all the time like that's not fair to them Mm -hmm. and so um you know it's great when they can go with you and you know we went to disney last november jeremy didn't get to go because he was at jrtc and he was really bummed about it, but he also understood at the same time. Like, he was like, I get it. Like, he's like, the only time I could go right now anyways is during Christmas, which is the busiest time, which his PTS would have not handled very well. So he knew that that wasn't a trip that he would be able to take the kids on during his time in the 82nd. And so, you know, we're working other trips into our schedule now that he has a little bit more freedom. And, you know, we're going to Carowinds at the end of the month. And this will be the first time he's gone to amusement park with Claire. Like, you know, Claire is almost six and this is his first time getting to go to amusement park with her. Um, He's not being able to go on any other ones. Like he's been gone during spring breaks and summer vacations. And, but my kids still have all those experiences and they get so excited to be able to talk to their parent about it. Yeah. Um, about what they got to experience and how they can't wait to go on a, another trip with them to do it again with their dad. Um, Claire is still taught every, every week, at least once a week, she goes, daddy, can you take me to Disney so you can go to Disney with me and we can do all these things. Um, so now I have to plan another trip to Disney, uh. which I'm not upset about because <laughs> if, if we go back again, it's only going to be a small group. It's just going to be the four of us. Um, and if anyone else comes, they have to plan their own, own crap. I'm not planning for a big group anymore. That was, that was stressful. <laughs> that was stressful also to do without a spouse because I was also responsible for my two own kids. But yeah. <laughs> but deployments can be, I think deployments are some of the best times for me too. I feel like we were talking about like the whole topic of this is strength and waiting. 
uh, I mean, literally physical strength too. I feel like the deployments are when I'm able to focus yeah. in. I dial in and I'm like, you know, what? I got no distractions. We're not going out I... to eat together. We're not drinking at in the afternoons, watching movies. Yep. Like you can I, eat the I, things that you want to eat that are healthy, that your significant other may not want to like. Yep. And I work on my mental health. I, I'm more focused on like reading self-help books and stuff when he's gone because I feel weird about doing it when he's around. I don't know why, but like some of the things like where you're supposed to try to implement this and try to change these habits. And like when he's around, our life is busy because we're doing things together. But then it's like, I can't get up at five o'clock in the morning. I can't try to implement any of these routines because it just doesn't work with our schedule because then I'd be exhausted by the time he gets home from work and we just wouldn't, it would just be like a wasted day. So I, I love deployments for that. Like the idea of, I am more my own person. Um, I get to be, realize who I am a lot more. I spend a lot more time thinking about myself. Like, what am I, what do I want to do with my life? What am I doing with my life? Like, how can I change things to make my life more comfortable? How can I work on my mental health so that when he comes back or even while he's gone, I'm able to be stronger for my kids. Like it Mm -hmm. is a great time to really dial in on yourself. It's a great time because if your kids are in school, you have hours of the day where you're just like, I don't have to worry about anybody else. It's nice. If you don't have kids, you have the entire day from morning the second you wake up till you go to bed and they're just not there. There's no distractions. Like it's, it's sad. I mean, obviously, but you still have so much more free time and just so much more like less things to worry about. Yeah. Well, and it's just a great time to start a new hobby or a new, like, like you're saying a new habit. Um, I also find it a great time to reconnect with my spouse because you're kind of forced to reconnect and, and communicate better because you're apart in, um, every time that Jeremy's away, it's always a chance for us to kind of, we've always communicated better anyways, when we're able to kind of put our thoughts out on paper, you know, express them the way we want to express instead of like, you know, expressing them in the heat of the moment type of thing. So it's always a great way for us to kind of like take a step back, reconnect on things that have been bothering us, as well as like how we're going to move forward when, you know, he's home um and or while he is deployed and it it usually is a great way for us to i mean i mean that's why we've been married for 13 years and been together for 16 years is because we've been able to just take a step back and really truly appreciate what we have yeah it does it makes you super grateful because you're like man i don't like i don't give my husband enough credit and i know that when we're home and it's here all the time especially now like he's here all the time. So I'm like, oh, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. But then when they leave, you're like, oh, you were doing a lot. And now I have to do yeah. it all. And you become very much more grateful. So you're like, holy crap, I have to mow the lawn. How often? Every other week? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't realize some of those things that they do that just seem like, oh, it's part of the routine. That's just something he does. And until you're like, oh my God, nope, now I have to do it. And I'm so grateful when you're here. Like, thank you for doing these things. <laughs> we definitely are, we speak a lot nicely, nicer to each other when he's gone. And we think about, we, we reminisce on things because you're missing them too. And you don't have that chance to miss them when they're home. So when you're missing them, you're like, oh, I really miss when you put your arm over me when we're sleeping, or I really miss the fact that on Sundays we sit down and we have coffee in the mornings and it's quiet and you don't really like those things have become so routine that you don't realize it's happening. You do, but you just don't, you like, you take advantage of that situation. I guess you like, it happens. The coffee's nice. Da da da. Until that Sunday, first Sunday, you're sitting there after you left and you're like, dang, like it's quiet. 
and yeah, I can have my coffee, but now I don't have anybody to laugh about the TikTok I'm watching or like, it just becomes so suddenly quiet in your house. And that's hard. It, it is hard. And, and, you know, we're trying to, I, I feel like we're always constantly trying to like put in the, the positive, like see the silver lining, which you should. But it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be upset that your significant other is away, potentially in a dangerous zone. And there's, you know, so many feelings that come with being a military spouse that other spouses do not have to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, even just going to work for some MOSs every single day can be very nerve wracking. Like every time Jeremy jumps, I he has to text me as soon as he can to make sure that I know that he made it safely or if he's injured or if he banged up his knee again or has another concussion, like whatever it may be. It's, it's okay to have the fails. It's okay to communicate. I, I feel like it's really important. And we talk about this all the time is to communicate that. Like you have to communicate like, Hey, these are my concerns. I know you're going, you, you have a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress on my end too. And you know, this is how I'm handling it. Like I know our second deployment I did not handle that deployment very well. Um, I spent a lot of money because I hated to be home by myself. I absolutely hated it. So I was going to dinner almost every night with friends. I was going to, I, you know, after work, I did not go home. I just went, you know, out shopping. And that ended up being a really big issue between me and Jeremy. And I mean, I understand where he was upset and he couldn't see where I was upset you know, I was going through a lot of like depression stuff during that, that time, you know, um, my grandparents passed away back to back, all, like three of them. Um, I was dealing with a lot of other family issues. And so that was how I coped. Was it the best way? No. Um, but we were really young. We both really didn't know how to communicate with each other about, okay, well maybe instead of doing this, we should do this. Or instead of going out to dinner every single night, like, you know, and not go home, like, why not go to a friend's house? Or, you know, I could have gone to my mom's, things like that. Like, there could have been other ways that I could have handled it better. But because we were so young, we didn't know how to talk about it. So, like, just express to your significant other, like, what you're going through. Um, I was not expressing that to my soldier because I didn't want him to be worried. I didn't want him to worry about other things. But um, we learned quickly that us expressing to each other what we were going through really helped. Um, whether we wanted to hear it or not, whether I wanted to hear that he almost got blew up, that wasn't something I want to hear, but I, I understood where his frustration was coming from. And I understood where his mental state was when he started to share certain details and I started sharing certain details with him. And so communication is key, not only for your well-being, but the well-being for your spouse as well. Um, I feel like there's a level of that, like, you know, obviously every conversation, you don't want it to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, because then then that can cause another set of issues. But um, and it also depends on the person. Like it, as long as you know the your other your person and you know what they can handle, what they can't handle, um, don't leave it up to thinking that they can't handle it. They have to make that decision. Like, hey, like I need to talk to you about this. And if they say, hey, at this moment in time, I can't talk about this, but can we talk about it later? Then that's okay too. Yeah. And it is, you need to, people, someone needs to know whether that's your spouse or it's your parents, someone needs to know when you're having a hard time because man, I just think about depression and like the, the mental health in general, and you would just hate to be deployed and have so much going on and then have your spouse try to take their life or something because they're just, they're struggling. And it's just, that's so, 
so sad, but it does happen. And because mm-hmm. I think a lot of, like I was saying earlier, a lot of stay-at-home moms and stuff, that mental health just doesn't get noticed because they mm-hmm. don't they don't realize they're running themselves into the ground doing things for everybody else until they just can't take it anymore. And they're just like sitting there in the bathroom crying on the floor. And yep. it, it should have been something that was brought up months, years ahead ago. And I think you throw in a deployment and that's just going to escalate if you already have issues. So you need to, I don't know, find a counselor what it is, but I know that it's a really hard, it is a hard place because like not everybody's comfortable with therapy. Not everybody's comfortable with even telling their spouse when they're having a hard time. They want to just be that, that happy well, face, but it's hard too for you. Sometimes it's just hard for you yourself to express that you have something like you know I feel like admit, I, yeah to admit to I've it. just mixed diagnosed my myself like so much throughout the year whether it was anxiety or depression or ADHD like it's just you have to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself then you're not going to have a strong marriage you're not going to have a strong family unit um and so it's important that no matter what you do you're taking care of yourself before you're taking care of everybody else. And I know that's a really hard pill for a lot of us to swallow. I mean, I'm 35 in a month and it's very hard. It's still very hard for me to swallow that I have to make sure I take care of myself. Like I have to make sure that, you know, I'm healthy and mentally healthy, physically healthy before I can take care of everyone else. And I have to stop feeling guilty about a lot of things. I feel we all feel very guilty about, you know, doing things for ourselves and taking trips. Um, I had a girlfriend, and I think we've talked about this in the past, where she she goes on at least one minimum, if not two, solo trips where she doesn't go with anybody else. She goes on a weekend trip by herself. She doesn't take work. She takes books. She takes an, a craft project she enjoys doing. She goes somewhere where she can relax. Usually it's to the mountains. And just has a couple nights away where she has no responsibilities. And um, and I think that's why I'm excited for my work trip coming up. Even though it's a work trip and I'm going to com- like a conference, it's still a time where I'm not responsible for a single person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just keep telling myself, like, it's going to be a mental, like, reset. Ashley, you are going to have a great time. You're still going to get to do some fun things. I'm excited because it's getting me out and learning again where I just feel like I've kind of been in a stagnant like you know every day it's the same thing over and over again and I get to go learn something new to try to implement it into the into my work I'm very excited I yeah I'm excited for the cruise because although my kids are coming along it's the whole concept of like seven days I don't have to worry about what breakfast lunch dinner I don't have to clean a room everything is just like done you just stand around and do you guys could just sit in the bed all the day moment when we were excited to. that we don't have to cook <laughs> and, and not, i'm not cooking that's tonight. a meal plan i don't have to grocery shop i don't have to think about anything for seven yes. days i cannot oh, that wait. sounds fantastic <laughs> yeah I'm like, like we're i don't need to go anywhere the boat could just stay in the ocean the entire time and i would be fine well, like and I think that's what's great about cruises and why I always kind of get like short with Jeremy because like he does not want to go on a cruise. And I'm just kind of like, but there's nothing I have to plan. Like I literally just have to pick a cruise and pay for it and everything is already done. Oh, Whether nice. it's the food, we pick our activities and then that's all I, like it's all there. Like I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. 
And um, my younger sister wants to go on a cruise. So I keep like, you know what? I'm going to go on a sister cruise with my sister. And that's going to be my you second know, trip. I think it's funny because I think I, I agree. I think most women like cruises and men don't. But it's like, you don't realize it's because as women, we have that mental load of grocery shopping, making a list. Like there's so much that or, goes into just or a just regular planning. week. Like if it's, if it's just a normal trip, you're still planning like all of the oh, places yeah. you're going to go to. And like Disney planning, Disney, granted was so much fun but like planning like okay this is where we're gonna go eat for dinner this night or we're gonna have flexibility we can just eat at the park was i was just kind of like eventually i was just like you know what like we're not even gonna go do any dining reservations because this is just no i don't want to do it Um, too much and not to say that men don't help with the planning but uh, a lot of times they don't (laughs) so then it's like they realize that we're doing so much extra work when we go on vacation all the trips i I plan our stops everything like it's crazy did i tell you that that was one of the things jeremy had said in his like when we had that really big i don't if you've listened you might have heard that we had this really big like row back um at the beginning of the summer of this of 2023 and one of the things he said like once we started talking about like different things was like one of my favorite things that you do is you plan things for the family and I was flabbergasted because (laughs) he usually (laughs) seems like he doesn't want to go do anything and he's just like no I enjoy that you take the time or he like I really love that you take the time to plan all these things for our family yeah sometimes it might not be an activity that I want to do because that was one of the reasons I were in a row um and and I was just like, wait, this makes no sense. Like you, we literally are having this argument because you didn't want to go do the things I wanted to do. You didn't want to take photos when we were on family vacation. And then now you're telling me that one of the favorite things that I do is plan trips. Like, I was like, this makes no sense, sir. But then like, as he explained it, I was like, okay, I get that. But like, it's also like on my end, like super frustrating because I put so much time and energy and love into making these plans and then you're just a snotty, grumpy old man the entire time. And you don't make it fun. Yeah. And he's like, fair point. <laughs> so. It is. Yeah. Well, there's so much the mental load just of being a woman is just insane. The funny things like, <laughs> like, uh, he's like, yeah, I help you with groceries. I'm like, but there's so much more to groceries. I have to plan the meals. I have to put a list together to get in. Then we get the groceries Then I have to come and put them away. I'm like, you come along and you push the cart. <laughs> like, That's not helping. Nice, but <laughs> like, you're not, there's so much, there's no mental load to that. Like he's there and he is physically helping, but there's no mental load of like, Oh, what do we need to get for groceries? Or what do we I, need this week? Uh, the, every week, every week I ask this question, do you have any requests for dinners? And I get a shrug. Uh-huh. Every week. And I last week I was like, I don't even know why I bother to ask you. You give me, I don't care every week. But then you make snarky comments about what I make. Like <laughs> you're either gonna eat what I make and not make a sound, or you can start putting input into like when I ask you, hey, maybe if you give me one idea, that's one less meal I have to think of. It that makes such a difference too. Like if you guys it just like picked all the meals, then all I have to do is figure out what I need to buy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like if I would just get one, just one suggestion. Like my, I mean, my kids are easy. My kids are the pickiest eaters in the entire world. And they literally eat the same thing every night. Like, I don't know how they're not sick of chicken nuggets. Yeah. My kids aren't picky, but when I ask them, they're always like spaghetti or tacos. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like when I make other things like this was so good. You should make that. I'm like, but you never asked me to make it. And I always have to think of other things. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, deployments are really hard. Uh, and then I, 
I think just coming back and forth to that mental load thing is why deployments are so hard because we already have in any normal day so much that you have to think about it. And then the deployment comes along and you're like, holy cow, now I have to pay different bills or I have to, there's just so many things that you don't realize that your spouse is doing. And then you, that falls Mm -hmm. on you. You have to get powers of attorney. There's so much pre-deployment stuff and post-deployment. You're also learning what reintegration is. If you've never dealt with a deployment, reintegration is seriously real. And I see that in like all the spouses. It's probably like, like the oh, worst thing to deal with. It is so hard. And like, I see that in the spouse chats all the time. Like people, how do I, how do we get back to being the way we were? And the thing is that you're not mm-hmm. going to, you're not going to get back to the way it was. It's going to be a new normal. Yeah. yeah you I mean, and you grow, everyone yeah. grows. I mean, that was our, our after our second deployment, uh, the reintegration after that second deployment was the absolute worst, like almost ended our marriage worse like I was so fed up and it all I really did was come down to us like not communicating and things like that but I was just like you you've been gone for 13 months and you are not even wanting to spend any time with me like yeah like you literally are inviting your friends that you've you've seen every single day for the last 13 months over but they need that too yeah and yeah that the normal, you have to realize the normal is different. It's a different new normal. It's not going to be exactly like it was before well, because they've experienced things you've experienced. I was going to say, and like, and, and the, that's, that's what it comes down to is like, they, you know, you're not always going to know what they experience. You know, like I, like I said, you know, me and Jeremy came to the agreement that we weren't going to keep, he wasn't going to keep things. He was going to tell me things after we kind of went through all that. And he explained like what he went through that he hadn't told me. And I was like, you know, I'm never going to be able to understand that. And I understand that you have to connect with people that have been through the same or similar circumstances, but you also can't push me out because I may not, not understand. I may not understand, but I can listen and And you're still, I can sit there and hold you and I can And I'm still, yeah, I'm supposed to be your person, like, you know, so, and that was, you know, and it came down to communicating that and like, you know, hey, like, again, I feel like that was our biggest thing was like, we just couldn't, we just couldn't communicate. We were really young. We're not taught the way to communicate appropriately. Um, I mean, we're not taught a lot of things that we kind of have to figure out on our own. And so um, it takes two to tango and it takes two people to have a healthy relationship. So you have to just, you know, sometimes you have to dig through the trenches too. But, you know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel if you're willing to look for it. Yeah. And with reintegration, we tend to say it's the guy that's not reintegrating right. And you got to, I know that's not true. Like we have, if you have kids, you've been parenting a certain way. So you're also making issues that you probably don't realize are there. And there's just so many things that like, you're also, you've changed, you've had to deal with things differently and you have to reintegrate. You have to also figure out how to make space in your life for this person to come back into your life. You can't be like, oh, it's they're not making time for it or they're just not being open. It's also you because you have had this very big independent moment where you're completely running the show. You're paying all the bills. You're doing all the housework. You're taking care of the kids a specific way. Where does that person fit back in? And you need to figure that out in your own mind before he even gets home. I think you need to start figuring out like, how are we going to fit him into our schedule now? What it looks like compared to what it looked like before he was gone. Yeah. Because I think that's, I yeah. feel like I that's a lot of, because I struggled, 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of clashes come from that and the spouse doesn't realize that they're the one that's causing yep. the problem. And it's like, yeah, you want him to I, integrate, I mean, but he can't I integrate can into your schedule that. because your schedule is not meant for two people. And you're getting mad at him because he's not mm-hmm. helping with bedtime, but your bedtime routine doesn't look like one that has two people. Like that, you have to be yeah. like, where do I, where do I let go? You have Or to they just don't there. know where to step in. Like, or just, they don't know what to step in because like, you know, when they left, this was how... Susie went to bed like all she needed was her lovey and a good tuck and a good night story and it was good now it's a three books and four loveys tucked into bed and they may not know that and that can be so overwhelming like we found it overwhelming when it changed for us just imagine like coming in after so long and then your spouse is just like go back in I'm I'm I will be the first to say like I expected my spouse to come right back in but then Mm -hmm. then realizing like oh crap like We've been doing this for so long. Um, and like even now, like even he's not in a deployment phase, then we've just been doing like bedtime routine has just kind of always been me because he's always been home late and things like that. And I've been getting so frustrated with like, why am I still doing this by myself? Like, why do I have to go ask for you to do bedtime routine? Like, why can't you just step in? And it's just, it's a habit and habits are hard to break. Yeah. Yep. So you have to be flexible (laughs) and you just have to be able to figure out where does that work and how do we make it work? Our favorite word, have grace. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole deployment. You need to communicate. You need to have grace. You need to be flexible. You just have to, the deployments are hard and the only way you're going to get through it in a strong manner is focusing on yourself. Honestly, that's one of the biggest things. is like, just let everything else go and focus in on what you need. Have, have a battle buddy, have yeah. someone that you can talk in front and, you know, have good times, you know, have a vent fest, have that person, whether it's one, two or three or however many your heart desires, but have at least one, one battle buddy that you can call on and say, I don't want to be alone tonight. You want to come over and have tacos, like come over and watch masking or whatever it is find that person and i i promise it will make deployments a little bit smoother yeah a little bit better make sure you know who to go to when you need things like that just the more you know and the more you have connections and the more you have grace like deployments go they're not that bad i i honestly over the last few years have had so many deployments that it's like you know, it becomes kind of just something you're used to, which is so sad to think that that's a thing. It is like, sad to think about it, but it's horrifying. true. But like, you will grow in it. And there's so much strength in like being in the middle of a deployment because you, it helps your relationship. It helps your family. And there's so much to it. And I think I, I love the idea of deployments because of that concept of like, I have a chance to be independent. I, my husband has a chance to be independent in his own, like focus on his own things. I focus on my own things and we can come back and become something better. Well, I, I mean, my husband, that's his job. His job is to train and to deploy. And so I know he's always super excited to deploy and there are perks to deployments. Um, there are soundfalls, obviously, like, you know, you have to re reinvent your life every so often and that can be chaotic but I don't know it keeps us on our toes um yeah I'm excited to not have deployments but like at the same time it's I like scheduled deployments I should preference say that like I like scheduled deployments like those don't bother me if I know they're coming rapid deployments are a little different (laughs) um having a two-hour notice and not be able to kind of prep is a little bit different but I mean, that's where we're at in the world right now is we're on immediate response brigades, um, deployments, you know, 
Yeah, we are. I don't, there's, I don't know, see like massive deployments happening anymore like they used to. So no, I mean, I feel like the national guard units are still kind of on those like scheduled rotations and then there's like a select few, but I mean, like, I mean, if you're at Fort Bragg, you're, you're just, you're just kind of like on this rotation of rapidly deploying, maybe have a scheduled deployment if you're in a specialty group, but I just feel that most I don't know, maybe it's just the seasoned spouse talking to me, but this is what I know our life is. Like, this is my job. The, his job, his job is to train, to deploy. Like, that's his job. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing else that he's training to do. So I guess, like, in my mindset, like, I accepted that a long time ago. And I can understand how that can be really frustrating and, and hard to accept as a new spouse um, or girlfriend mm-hmm. or fiance, like, parent. It can be very hard, but... If their MOS is 11 Bravo infantry or whatever that may be, may, it may be, unfortunately, that's their job. It's trained to be the very best at what they do and to deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't do their job from home. Like, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like, like anytime anybody, like, you know, with all the rapid deployments, I think that was the biggest thing I saw was like, I hope my husband doesn't go. I hope he doesn't go. I don't want him to go. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there going like, but this is his job. This is what he's trained to do. And I get that right now we're in a time where there's not a lot of deployments, but that's, you know, you have to understand, like, if they're telling you they want to go, it's because they want to put their their training to test. They want to do what they have mm-hmm. been trained for the entire year from sunup to sundown, overnight weekends, long times away from their families. They want it to mean something. And that means deploying. And yeah. It can be a very hard pill to swallow for us because we're like, well, don't you want to be home with your family? Don't you want to be here? But um, I, that's one of the things where as I think it's all us, first responders, too. I think there's a lot of yeah. like police wives and firefighter yeah, wives. Police wives like, I don't um, want them to ever go to linemen, these things. Like, yeah. but we need these people to go do these things. They need someone to show up when there's a massive car wreck. They need to go in the middle of the night to a house fire. Like, yeah, it takes away from you. And it, a deployment takes away from you for a long time. Like, it's not going to be just that night, but like, mm-hmm. that, what is the point of their, they can't fight a fire from home. You know, like that's the same with a deployment. You can't fight a war in your house. That just doesn't. Yeah. You have to realize if you're marrying a military spouse, that's part of the job. So, I mean, mine's Intel. You would think from like computers, they could do it from across the world. No, they need to be there because it's live action. This stuff happens so fast and you can't have delays. So like they still deploy. Everybody deploys. Like there might be a few jobs that don't deploy, but uh, most people I know have had a deployment under their belt. So expect it if you're a military spouse if you're lucky enough and you've gotten away without it there's still so many chances I mean there's just things we all see it in the news there's things happening all the time so like you never know what's the next thing yeah so figure it out before he leaves figure out what your plan is especially if he's on IRF like it could be any day and you need to like be like oh who is my battle buddy it could who do I Am I going to go yeah. home? Am I going to stay here? What does that look like? Whether he even has something scheduled, you need to have, right. like know what does and my I will plan. say, if it's a rapid deployment, don't go home. <laughs> if it's a scheduled it's deployment chaos. and you know that is going to be a long period of time, then you do be you do. If that's what you have to do to get through the deployment to go home. But if you are, if you are in a part of a unit that is on a rapid deployment, don't go home because you don't know when they're coming back. Um, it could be a long time. It could be a week. Two days. Yeah. It could be two days. It could be, it could be a year. This is a new, very, very new 
way of doing things. I mean, yeah, we've done it the last two years, but everyone's new, yeah. every single one's been different. I mean, every every activation so far has been very different. Um, and I can say that from experience because I've been a part of three of the four. Which is glad. I'm glad because I do feel like each one's gotten a little bit more less chaotic and disorganized. I remember that first one was well, just so like, insane, the things that were going on. Nobody knew what was going on. The news was everywhere. And was well, like, and that was the first one. That's the first time it happened yeah, in ever, like, decades. Ever, yeah. Like, we thought it was a joke. We, we grew up military and we're like, no way. Like, this isn't yeah. real. And and then, you know, DC riot and like, you know, they were activated for that. And that was like, you know, a whole weird thing because, you know, U.S. troops getting deployed on U.S. soil. That is a big no-no. That was a weird thing. Um, And then then Haikaya Airport, like that, that was a, I feel like our generation has experienced so many traumatic shit. We just don't traumatic- see it events life events yeah. that have changed and shaped the the way the world works that it, it shouldn't have been shocking it, it like it feels like now it's almost second nature which is so bad to say like that Horrible. we are so used to just such traumatic world changing events to happen in our lifetime like let alone just one thing in a lifetime or in in, in a in a generation but we've had multiple things that have happened in our generation and I just, I hope that it gets better and our kids don't have to experience all these type of things, but you know, we never know which way the world's going to go and trying to stay lighthearted here, but like not to be a Debbie Downer, but like, that's why we have our military and that's why they're training in their deployments. Even if they're, if, even if their deployments seem completely pointless, like they're sitting on the Poland border, which we've had people deployed who are just sitting there, feel like they're wasting time. It's still a part of what keeps us ready to be able to take care of an of an actual event when we need to. So it might seem pointless to you or to some. I definitely think it's a little pointless, but then also at the same time, it's really important that we can be able to do those things when it's a much more need. Yeah. So mm. yeah. So Deployments suck, but that's why we have to play love. So if you guys aren't following us on everything, I mean, we have the podcast that comes out. We have a book club. We have holiday minis that they'll all be over. I think when this one comes out, because we're kind of, this comes out in the middle of November, but you can look at all the pictures of the families um, that get supported by that. We have other things. I mean, we have a bunch of different bases that host coffee meetups. They have different things and it's not just for deployments, but it is very specifically, those people are very well known like they know how to do deployments so you have you're going to find somebody at every single one of those that can just support you so come out to deploy love stuff that's why we're here that's the name right so we hope that you guys have a great holiday season we'll be back obviously with more episodes before the end of the year and a new season starting soon and like we like to say rock up buttercup <laughs>